This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today's topic is taken right from the headlines. Today, we're talking about human trafficking. Stephanie Woodbury is a clinical education specialist in the Education Services and Development Department of MidMichigan Health. Reagan Howey is a clinical quality improvement specialist with MidMichigan Health. And Reagan explains that human trafficking is more than just engaging in the sex trade. A definition that resonates with me when I try to define human trafficking is that human trafficking is the business of stealing freedom for profit. This is a definition that Polaris uses on their website, so I do need to give credit to that organization, but I think it explains it really well. The U.S. law defines human trafficking as the use of force, fraud, or coercion to compel a person into commercial sex acts or labor or services against their will. Essentially, we're talking about making someone do something that they do not want to do or tricking someone to do something to get money or goods from them. It can sometimes be confused with smuggling. However, people do not have to be moved from one location to the other to be considered trafficking. There are documented cases in all 50 of the United States. Human trafficking can happen to anyone in any community, and victims can be any age, race, gender, or nationality. You mentioned, was it Polaris? What is Polaris? It is Polaris, the Polaris Project. We'll talk about the website later on. It's polarisproject.org. They work with the human trafficking hotline to identify and trace any of the calls that come in of potential human trafficking. So it's essentially platform for people to report out if they see something, if they want to say something about it, if they are a person who is being trafficked, it's a way for all of this to be kind of investigated. There's not really a great tracking system for human trafficking. If there were, we probably wouldn't have the issue that we have at hand, but this is the best that they can do by identifying people like me or you or anybody in our community who maybe they see something and they think that, hmm, that's not quite right. It doesn't sit well with me. I can use this platform to call and somebody else can do the investigation instead of putting ourselves in harm's way or putting ourselves in danger. And I may be naive, but This question is obvious. You said this is going on in all 50 states. This is going on right now in our region? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are cases that have been reported near and far. Michigan, and Stephanie will talk a little bit about this too, as far as the articles that you see on social media or different news outlets, a lot of them have some really good foundation and some factual information. Others are kind of sketchy. I know that it was pretty big just a couple of years ago. A lot of people were talking about people sitting out at the parking lots in Walmart or Target trying to take babies and taking kids from shopping carts and things like that. There's a lot of that that had kind of being spread online. But what we find are in Michigan specifically, we've had cases of grandparents trafficking grandchildren, people trafficking boyfriends or girlfriends or friends of the family, things like that. This topic is really hard because it's it's a despicable kind of crime and it happens in plain sight. It's not like, you know, you see the movie Taken where there's like this big, huge thing. It's not always like that. It can be, but a lot of times it's a little bit more subtle and we're just, we're missing some of the marks. And the last that Reagan and I heard in training was that even within Michigan of the 
data that we do know, only about 2% of cases are actually abduction related cases. Most of these, and we're going to talk about this again more in a minute, have to involve the elements of force, fraud, and coercion. So really kind of luring someone in with false promises rather than just going and abducting them. So the Hollywood version of abduction for human trafficking may sell movie tickets, but it's only a small percentage of what actually is going on. Correct. So can you give me some examples of human trafficking? Sure. So we hear most about sexual exploitation. This is the crime of using force, fraud, or coercion to make another individual sell sex. Common types include escort services, pornography, illicit massage businesses, and brothels. What we don't hear about as much is labor trafficking. This is the crime of using force, fraud, or coercion to convince another individual to work or provide service. And this can occur in a variety of settings, including agriculture, such as seasonal harvesting work or caring for animals, domestic work, including cooking, cleaning, other household work and caregiving, restaurants and small businesses, including wait staff, kitchen staff, traveling sales crews, carnivals, health and beauty services, including nail salons, hair salons, spas, or massage parlors. Michigan has a large agriculture industry. We have such an abundance that we cannot meet the demands for work in our fields, so we bring in a lot of help in the spring, summer, and fall. Traffickers have caught on to this and created an online recruitment tool to lure individuals to work in agriculture with the appeal of a large amount of money that they never receive. Upon arrival, they take away any forms of identification and put these individuals to work for long hours in the fields. They'll charge them an abundance of money to transport them to and from the fields and to live in desolate housing with multiple other individuals with no electricity or running water. They threaten that if they attempt to leave, their lives as well as their families' lives will be at risk. Many of them have no access to a telephone, nor do they realize what's happening to them is wrong. In both sexual exploitation and forced labor, the traffic person loses their freedom because they create a debt that they can never feasibly repay. Sort of like the old mining town with a company store where you do all your shopping at the mine's general store and you rent from the, the mining company your housing so you never get out of debt to the company store. That's exactly. exactly right. Another piece we learned in training was that too, oftentimes these traffickers will be in cahoots with a local business to cash the individual's checks, where they'll tell them in exchange for you cashing their checks, with that little bit of money we leave them left, we'll have them shop in your store. So you'll benefit from this too. Who's at risk of human trafficking? So it's important to recognize that anyone can be at risk. Traffickers tend to prey on people who have a weak support system, those who may suffer from emotional distress or family dysfunction, mental illness or poverty. They may also seek out individuals with limited communication abilities because it makes it more difficult for the victims to report the abuser or leave the trafficker. The average age in Michigan for individuals to be subjected to sexual exploitation is around 17 to 19 years of age. These individuals tend to come from a broken home, have experienced previous trauma, or have low self-esteem. They've rarely heard the words, I love you and I care about you, or they haven't felt valued before. And traffickers pick up on these vulnerabilities and, that, and that's how they use it to target them. Online environments can be especially dangerous, especially now when we're using our computers so much more. Victims are typically unaware of the amount of information they're sharing by their interactions on social media. Traffickers are able to use some of the personal details that they gain from profiles and posts to identify and begin to stalk these potential victims. They will begin grooming them by asking questions and establishing a common ground and trying to 
share that they're interested, right? And they'll start making time for them, listening and providing support and making them feel really valuable. This is something that hasn't happened to them before. So they really are like, wow. They'll compliment them, buy them gifts, take them out for meals or shopping, and then they'll start to isolate the victim from the friends and family. After gaining this trust or control, that's when the abuse or exploitation begins. The trafficker typically maintains control by using threats or fear, violence, or blackmail. And if we remember that the average age for this to begin is under 20 years old, we have to also recognize that the normal human brain isn't yet fully developed. And depending on the history of the victim, prior trauma or abuse may affect that brain development as well. Why is a healthcare organization like MidMichigan Health taking up this cause? What is the reason MidMichigan Health is concerned about human trafficking? As healthcare providers, we see people in all walks of life at different parts of their journey. So we know from interviewing individuals who have been trafficked that over 88% of them have been seen by a healthcare provider during the time that they were trafficked. And that's a small number compared to what it probably really is. So we know that we've missed the mark. We've missed these folks. We've missed identifying that they were in danger or being abused. We missed an opportunity to maybe help get them out of that situation. So after learning more, after finding out more of how this presents and who these people are and what they look like and that we need to be really cognizant of it in all of our communities, we knew that there was definitely something that had to be done. Laura, the state of Michigan requires healthcare providers, nurses, physicians to have some sort of training regarding human trafficking. And there's certain criteria that has to be met for them to be able to renew their licensing. So it's an economic issue. It's a legal issue or a criminal issue. It's a human rights issue, but at the very least, it's a public health issue. Yes. Our objective really as a healthcare system is to focus on the health and safety of our community. This is just one additional aspect that could affect the safety of our community. And we're here to not only ensure we care for their health needs, but also their safety needs as well. What kind of efforts, Stephanie, are you and Reagan involved in in bringing this issue to light? So Reagan and I, after attending training, really had a fire lit under us. We're like, we need to share this information with as many people as possible. We brought it back to MidMichigan Health, created some in-person training as well as online training. I can say now that we've educated over 2,500 employees on this issue. We've also continued to expand our knowledge, trying to stay up to date as best we can. We're always looking for new venues, new ways to present this information, individuals that would like more information. We would love to get more out into the community and share more knowledge. So with your healthcare providers and the people at MidMichigan Health, obviously you guys have identified some signs of human trafficking. What can you tell our listeners about those signs? What should we be looking for? Well, victims of human trafficking are often kept out of public view. They typically live and work in isolated conditions, largely cut off from interactions with others, including their family members and friends. If you interact with them, they may appear timid and afraid, It may seem as though they're coached on what to say and are being monitored. They may seem disoriented or confused and have signs of mental or physical abuse. They may also not have any personal possessions. So what should someone do if they suspect human trafficking? So after listening to us today, hopefully you might be more apt to notice some of the points we have already mentioned and that that's great. That's, that's why we're doing this. Human trafficking can happen anywhere and we may have already missed some of those red flags or signals. If you suspect that human trafficking is taking place, please take those thoughts or feelings very seriously. If you feel that the individual is in immediate danger, call your local law enforcement by dialing 911. But what you can also do is program the human trafficking 
Trafficking Hotline. The number is 1-888-373-7888. Program that into your phone so it's easily accessible and notice your surroundings. Any specific information that would be helpful like the location of where you are suspecting, a description of the people involved or vehicles that you notice or any details that you can provide to describe why you're suspecting this human trafficking. The hotline that I mentioned offers the ability to leave an anonymous tip as well if you feel more safe doing that, if you're more comfortable not using your personal information, that's okay too. All of the tips are investigated, but it could take days or weeks due to the amount of the reporting that we receive. Again, if you feel like it's immediate danger, 911 is your best bet to do. And I'm going to repeat that hotline at the end of this podcast so people can make sure they get that, as well as a website where people can go for more information. So ladies, what can we as citizens do to prevent human trafficking? What is there that I can do to contribute to the cause? The first piece to preventing human trafficking is to educate yourself. Be aware of the different types, venues, and signs. There are many credible resources out there to increase your knowledge on this topic. However, there are just as many that provide misleading information. I really encourage you to take time to investigate the resources that you're obtaining this information. And after you educate yourself, share this knowledge with your family, friends, colleagues, neighbors. The more we're educated on this horrific crime, the more we can do to prevent this from occurring. Some credible resources include, but definitely aren't limited to, the nationalhumantraffickinghotline.org, the Department of Homeland Security's Blue Campaign at dhs.gov backslash blue campaign, polarisproject.org, the Michigan Human Trafficking Task Force at mhttf.org. You can also volunteer and support anti-trafficking efforts in your community. Join your local human trafficking task force. There are many throughout Michigan's counties. Be an informed consumer by finding out who is providing you with your produce, making your clothing, the items you're using daily. Write to your local state and federal elected officials and let them know you care about combating human trafficking and ask what they're doing to address this issue. I think, though, the greatest obstacle to rescuing victims of human trafficking is identifying them. In some cases, the trafficked person may not understand that he or she is being trafficked. It's important to know that compliance does not mean consent. Just because an individual is in that situation does not mean that they want to be. Their lives and their families' lives may be threatened and at risk if they attempt to leave. So again, it comes down to education, education, education. And if you see something, say something. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's imp- and I think that too, it is imperative to note that this is happening in our communities. It's not a big city thing. It's not something that's happening in other countries, different places. It's happening here locally to us. So I think that sometimes we tend to kind of brush that off a little bit or maybe not, not think that it really could happen here, but it definitely does. That is Clinical Education Specialist Stephanie Woodbury and Clinical Quality Improvement Specialist Reagan Howey at MidMichigan Health. Again, for more information about the issue of human trafficking in our region, the website is polarisproject.org. That's P-O-L-A-R-I-S project.org. The hotline, 888-373-7888. That's 888-373-7888. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.